At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. All right, welcome back into hour number two of the Lombardi Line. Our show is presented by BetMGM as we welcome you back in from downtown Las Vegas and our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Back here with Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson. A big thanks as well to our entire crew. It's obviously just just like for us, trying to adapt on the fly in what's been uh, just a surreal, uh, unique day today. Our producer Brian Ortega, everybody else. Uh, Andre Pariso, uh, we have uh, Rob Moreno as well, Liz Foster, Andrew Ringold, our technical director, uh, Sergio Sanchez, Mikhail Bala, Troy Kinch, everybody else uh, helping here at Circa. Uh, busy day for everybody as well uh, behind the scenes too. Still no new news or updates to pass along regarding the status of DeMar Hamlin remains in critical condition and sedated there uh, at the, uh, the UC Medical Hospital in Cincinnati. Uh, no decision made yet as well by the NFL. Game between the Bills and Bengals from last night remains indefinitely postponed. So nothing new for us to pass along. If anything happens within this hour, we will certainly do that. We will be joined by Matt Perino in about a half hour. He's a beat reporter for the Buffalo Bills, a beat reporter there. So we certainly appreciate Matt given the chaos and uh, the unprecedented situation there uh, after uh, Hamlin collapsed on the field last night. Uh, we appreciate him getting set to join us, uh, try to take us through what he's hearing there in Buffalo uh, in the next uh, half hour or so. At least for us, Mike, uh, we, we try our best to move on here today, and it's obviously a surreal day on the show, but there is, a, and you you were a national champion. We always talk about your NFL experience, Rich, <laughs> but you are a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes. It's got to be wild, I'm sure, for you to see a, a team like TCU so unheralded, so unexpected, now in a position, I get it, they're huge underdogs, 12.5, 13-point underdogs mm-hmm. this week against the Georgia Bulldogs. It'll be a week uh, a week from yesterday, so coming up on the ninth Monday night in the national championship game, but the fact that TCU has made it this far against all the odds and now take on uh, the behemoth that is the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, my biggest bet of the year uh, in college football was the first half situation with TCU versus my football team, the Buffs. First yeah. game of the year for Colorado. And, I remember that. Uh, yeah, I was like, you know what? The first half looks attractive to me because of the great unknown uh, of the off season, and okay, the Buffs were going to not have a great year, which they didn't. Uh, but I at least thought from the beginning of the season, the home opener, and things like that, that first half had a chance. I was able to cash that. Uh, but watching TCU, at no point did I think they were a contender for a national championship. But that's the beauty of college football. You, you know, you have uh, young players with a chance to get better, uh, and we see that in the National Football League too at times. Uh, when you have a collective of, of younger players and during the course of 17 weeks or 18 weeks or whatever, 
they get better they improve and that's what we saw and have seen mm -hmm. uh from tcu they still do the same things that patterson was doing uh, with the defense you know three three five it's a unique defense too uh because i i called games in the mountain west conference a long time ago i really investigated tcu when they were in the mountain west before they moved to the big 12 and they were out recruiting ou and texas in the state of texas and, and what they were doing as they get the andy daltons of the world and and all these great great players uh is high school athletes high school all-americans great 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 specimens they would move positions they would have running backs uh, move to linebacker, right? They would have uh, wide receivers move to safeties, quarterbacks move to safeties. I mean, they became so athletic on defense that that defense became really, really good. Uh, and so offensively, you know, if you find a quarterback like Max Duggan, and then certainly you have some playmakers on the outside like like TCU normally has, be sound in the trenches, you, you have a chance to not only build the program that way, but sustain it. Uh, and, and Dykes has done that with with his uh, staff too. So they have a chance in this one. I, I, I think Darnell Washington, uh, the injury to his ankle, uh, is is a blow to Georgia because uh, of the the amount of tight ends that they have and the mismatches that they could create that way, uh, and the size difference too. Uh, but uh, we'll see if he'll be able to go Las Vegas product. Uh, but yep. yeah, that number has moved, right? You're seeing 12. I see a 12 right now, uh, as in addition to the 12 and a half and a 13. It's continuing to come down after a look ahead number that uh, DraftKings posted ahead of the college football playoff start where they posted all the potential championship numbers and it was Georgia minus 15 and a half. Mm. So the number has continued to come down. Most books split between 13 and 12 and a half at this point. It's funny you bring up the 335 defense though. Because I bet under 59 mm -hmm. in the TCU-Michigan game. I look like an idiot uh, on, on Saturday. It was not a, a smart bet in the end, even though technically they got some closing line value there, right. Rich, which we all know how well that, that usually turns mm -hmm. out. Uh, closed 56 or 56 and a half in the game. But a big reason I liked the under, not only was it Michigan's outstanding defense, top three in the country in most overall defensive metrics, but the fact that with TCU running a 3-3-5 on about 94% of their snaps this year, Something Michigan did not see whatsoever in the Big Ten. Thought it would take them some time to adjust. And you can make the same case, at least from Georgia's point of view. Mm -hmm. Not something you see very often in the SEC. It's a different look. Now, the reality is, even though it was a defense that I did feel was underrated, 33rd on the year in SP+, once the game flow started, Michigan really had no, no trouble moving the football. Do you think that same thing happens with a Georgia team that even without Darnell Washington one tight end, yeah. still has the best tight end in the country, arguably, in Brock Bowers, mm -hmm. who if he was draft eligible, most people would tell you, is a top 10 pick this year. Is that, is that lack of familiarity enough to keep TCU's defense in the game, given what we just saw Michigan do to it? Yeah, it's interesting because this game's about adjustments too, right? I mean, I, I think um, that second half, TCU and Michigan, yeah, they were up and down the field. There was a track meet uh, after that. And at what point is Georgia going to be able to do that? Is Georgia going to be able to capture the the um offensive line of trenches you know uh and and you know be potent enough uh, and be balanced enough too to help out stetson and uh or is stetson gonna have to throw for over 400 yards again and tcu i, I think the variety that they play the style that they play they they liked the up and down nature uh, of the game um uh you know and and so it, so can they generate that themselves offensively too that, that's that's a tall order uh against georgia i went wire to wire last year with georgia uh, and cashing that ticket as a national champion, but it gets difficult. Here I am speaking about back-to-back uh, -back championship situations for Georgia, and I was in that situation. We had a chance to go back-to-back, -back and that we lost the first year, won the second year. Um, Georgia won the first year, and now they have to duplicate it again. And uh, you know, some people are suggesting that they had to scare, uh, you know, against Ohio State, but. I don't know if that was a scare or the fact that I think this could be a more competitive game uh, in a championship game. And Ohio State, technically speaking, had more blue chips on the roster than Georgia. I think it was 46 to 44. So you could have at least made the case, and it's a big reason why the betting market went fully on the Ohio State side. Ton of steam in that game Saturday, mm -hmm. thinking, you know what, the athletes are there for Ohio State, even though the last time everybody had seen them was in an embarrassing loss to Michigan, and that, uh, that played out. So now if you're Georgia, it's, it's much more different than when you were playing where you had the month plus to prepare for the national championship. Since it's a playoff, you only have a week in between. Right. What do you think, for two teams who come off very differing levels of emotion, Georgia just gets by as a favorite while TCU pulls off this huge upset. 
What do you think the emotional state is like for the players now with a truncated preparation time getting ready for the game at SoFi? Yeah, I mean, I, I go back to TCU and, and how heartbroken they were uh, in the Big 12 championship game in that situation, but they found themselves in the college football playoff. And, um, you know, for Georgia, they expected to be in this situation. Uh, so obviously they have confidence, but I, I think TCU has that fighting spirit that uh, you cannot underestimate uh, in a game like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, Georgia, yeah, they are a powerful football team, but so so is TCU. I mean, they, they have some great, great athletes uh, on that squad. Um, it, it's To me, it's going to determine, uh, this game's going to be determined by the style of play. Like if Georgia can assert themselves and, and be balanced, like I said, in, in terms of running the ball, uh, then I think TCU probably gets out of their element a little bit, right? Uh, so, uh, but there's a lot of pressure on Georgia to go back to back. You know, it is difficult to do something like that uh, to be the front runner all year long and also then to cap it off as well. Yeah, and with the total coming down too, it's either 62 and a half, 63 from an opener of 64, indicative that mm -hmm. as, as TCU money comes in, even though it seems a little bit backwards because we view TCU as this offensive juggernaut, you have to have some sort of belief that TCU's defense does enough to slow Georgia down to keep this game to a fewer number of possessions, and that is, that is the way TCU at least stays in the game. Just from the schematic standpoint, I don't really know the answer to this, so I'll set it up to you. Mm -hmm. In that 3-3-5, can TCU get into enough, will they show enough man-zero, man-one looks in coverage to try to confuse Stetson Bennett? Because that's what got him into trouble right. in the Missouri game, what got them into trouble at times against Ohio State. Yeah, because, you know, with the five defenders, uh, you know, those are cover people. Uh, and uh, they can cover a lot of ground, too. And then also you can do a lot of disguising of looks and everything like that. Line of scrimmage is a big part. Like, mm -hmm. can you hold up? Uh, because if Georgia's running the ball, then, then TCU's in the world of hurt, uh, I believe. But uh, if they can slow down a running game uh, and then compromise the offense with the, with the five, with the, with the athleticism that they have on the defensive side of the ball, now they can lead to mistakes. And we saw that earlier on with Michigan and uh, TCU was certainly able to capitalize on that offensively. So, uh, but, you know, Georgia will find adjustments though. For They're sure. too good. Uh, but to me, I, I think TCU, boy, if they get out in front from an in-game standpoint, that gets very, mm -hmm. very interesting as well. That's just where I look at the specific matchup and see a game when Stetson Bennett only threw 12% of his passes, 20 or more yards downfield. Mm -hmm. The one game he was forced to do that a lot where an opposing defense said, we just dare you to throw it deep and play deep man. It was against Missouri. Only went 4 of 12 in that game. Took a sack, only threw for 64 yards against man zero or man one coverage. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder now without potentially, without Darnell Washington, who's questionable with the ankle injury, Georgia ran two tight end sets on 64% of the snaps this year. Yeah. So as good as Brock Bowers is, and that number was fifth in the country, you, you wonder how much of an adjustment comes. Also, 32% of the passes for Georgia were at or behind the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. So they, their strength is getting the ball out in space to their big weapon tight ends. Without, if it's Washington either limited or out, you wonder how that changes things, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I still think, because they got, I think, four of them. <laughs> there are right? plenty. But yeah, they got plenty of good, go yeah, they, they're yeah. pretty deep there, but uh, not to what Darnell presents, because, you know, he's essentially a, a very athletic tackle, uh, too, and, and so play action, but the running game, I mean, if you line up with two tight ends or even three tight ends and running football uh, against that TC defense, that now you're working with something. There's a part of me that believes, as we look still six days out from this game, it a little bit wishful thinking to think TCU can keep it a game like we might talk ourselves into right, Horn Frogs. Right. I still find myself thinking this is going to be Georgia. Mm. Anyway, speaking of the college football playoff, we have some thoughts on Jim Harbaugh. We're going to talk about that next. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. When we uh, return in about 15 minutes, we'll have Matt Perino, a Buffalo Bills beat reporter, on as we continue to uh, await any sort of news coming out of the UC Medical Center there in Cincinnati. Again, uh, the latest, uh, nothing overnight has changed since the report at 1.48 a.m. on the East Coast that uh, that uh, we think about the player on the Buffalo Bills side. And uh, for Mr. Hamlin, uh, we're certainly thinking of him and uh, that he is still in critical condition right now after being sedated there at the UC Medical Center. So, uh, continuing to wait on any other word. NFL has not made any decision uh, after DeMar Hamlin goes into cardiac arrest last night. No decision yet on the status of the indefinitely postponed game uh, Bills and Bengals for right now. So as a result of that, uh, we will continue our college football discussion right now. Just, I guess, the last word, Mike, as far as early thoughts of the national championship game. Mm-hmm. Can't help but think that the TCU becomes a bit of a public dog over the next six days. Like People want to see a close game. They say, well, Georgia just got a scare. TCU looks so good against Michigan. I worry that we talk ourselves into that, and I even feel myself really trying to reach with my own numbers, trying to look for ways they can keep it competitive, and we then get to the game, and Georgia wins by 21 in a game that's not all that competitive. That's my worry. That's your worry? Yeah. You know, um, again, going wire to wire with Georgia last year, and, um, you know, Stetson Bennett, the the start that they got off to uh, against Oregon and, and, you know, schools like that, and... Uh, they really established themselves this whole year in terms of, okay, they got a profile towards uh, going back-to-back this year. But then here comes TCU, and you're right, right? It's Cinderella, kind of. But it's TCU who uh, presents some problems, you know? And and, and like I said, I I think it it could take some time for Georgia to work through those problems. How about that? Mm -hmm. I think that's totally fair. Yeah, which gives you a chance, I mean, if you are interested in the points. you know, it, that's that's my angle here right now. But you're right. I mean, if this number keeps coming down, uh, because more and more the public, uh, the sentiment or whatever, uh, the market just moves this number, then yeah, I mean, Georgia does become more and more attractive that way. Georgia minus seven and juice to the favorite in the first half right now. So you, you were Mr. First Half College Football <laughs> Better, Rich. Maybe that is the angle. If you think TCU 
at least present some challenges, mm-hmm. take some time on that 335 defense for Georgia to get acclimated. And they also need time to figure out if it's Darnell Washington who is out there, one of their star tight ends. Maybe that is an angle if you're worried about the full game uh, manifestation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because think about it. I mean, Georgia. I mean, how often do you see a unique defense? You know, and um, you're right about practicing and pre- preparation. Okay, you see it on tape and everything like that. And um, but that takes time. I mean, thinking about back to my own experiences again. You know, as a national champion, and it's like. Uh, we played Notre Dame the year before. We know exactly what they're going to do, but we still got out the gate slow. Uh, even though we were we were okay throwing the ball, we were prolific doing that, and then certainly ran the ball with Eric Bieniemy and uh, had one of the better offensive lines. But it was just knowing what the Irish were going to do was just not enough. I mean, there, there was still this competitiveness uh, on that field, and they were stacked too. Though. I mean, you had Ricky Waters, you had the Rocket, you had Jerome Bettis all on one team in the backfield, right? Uh, so... Uh, what a matchup that was. That was a Colorado great, Notre Dame. Yeah, it was an incredible matchup. But I, I think don't underestimate the athletes for TCU. I, I think that was yeah. uh, that that's the discussion here in terms of looking at the points if you if you are interested in that way. For sure. Uh, first half total, by the way, just to tie uh, tie the bow on the early thought of the national championship game. I'm seeing 31 and a half consensus on that first half total. Mm. Well, TCU beats Michigan, the 51-45 scoreline. And now, like you're someone who's been very tied in, keeping track of a lot of the coaching moves, notably at your alma mater, Colorado, where mm-hmm. Deion Sanders is the new head coach. Some rumblings now about Jim Harbaugh's potential future at Michigan. And a guy who, you think about what, the implications of the loss in the Fiesta Bowl, he's now 1-6 in six in bowl games as yeah. Michigan head coach. And, and has lost six in a row, including 0-2 in the college football playoff. Granted, big underdogs against Georgia last year who won it all, but this was a game you were supposed to win. Mm-hmm. You should have won against TCU as a healthy eight-point closing favorite. Saw this last night from John Bacon, who's a New York Times uh, writer and, uh, and and public speaker who is who claims. I, mean, I don't. We'll see how, how what you think on this, but he says from very good sources, somebody who is very connected in college football circles, says the possibility of. Jim Harbaugh leaving for the NFL is real. It could even happen fast. Nothing final. But if he goes, it would not be because of money, NIL, control, but rather the growing frustration he has with college football itself. What do you make of that? Of those rumors flying around on Harbaugh? Well, really good sources uh, point directly towards an agent. You know, that's an agent maybe helping out this situation and uh, shopping Jim Harbaugh here. You know, do one in six or one in seven? Because he did lose the Super Bowl. Uh, if, you're, if you want to throw that bull if, in there. If you, if you want to throw it, I mean, technically that is a bull, That's so a bull. sure, let's yeah. pile on. Yeah, let's uh, pile yeah, on. One and seven. Um, oh, he's a, he's, a, he's a colleague, right? He's a player, and you know now he's a, he's a great coach, though. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe he might start start to feel like he's done everything he can do in college. Um, and there's, there's a couple of opportunities that are pretty attractive to him. I mean, if you think about the Colts, um, that could be an attractive situation. Quarterback right? in the 90s. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, and then you have uh, the Denver Broncos out there that want him in the worst way, apparently. Um, uh, you know, if you talk to people out there. So he's sought after. Um, he's, he's a great coach. We know that. I mean, he's, he's elevated everywhere he's been. Like, whether it was San Diego, whether it was Stanford, whether it was San Francisco, and now Michigan. I mean, um, he's, he's an incredible, incredible coach. Uh, and maybe he's more suited for the pro game, too. You know, and... Uh, and and you just wonder if that's what he's what's going through his mind, you know. You get so far with college, and and you do have to deal with a lot, um, you know, pressure from supporters, you know, and and certainly athletic directors and coaches they can speak to to that towards that each and every year. And uh, you don't have to do it to that level in the National Football League. You have a couple of bosses, but if you believe in yourself and you can relate to professional athletes, then then maybe that's where you might feel like you yeah. belong. The other story, too, from The Athletic saying that uh, the, the sources close to Harbaugh are saying if he gets an NFL offer, it's a done deal. That's another report it's coming out this morning. <laughs> Again, I say sources. Mike can, Mike can be our translator yeah. here saying agent. But I, I just remember, though, when, when Harbaugh left the 49ers and mm-hmm. the, our collective thought on that was this is just a guy who he's just the way his coaching style is so intense. It's not really built to last in today's day and age of, of football where he's going to burn out. He's going to anger some people in that organization at some point. So he goes to Michigan, and you look now, it seems, you know, it, how fast time goes. It feels like he's just been there a couple of years. It's been eight years. Right. He's been in Michigan since 2015. And so you, you wonder, for a guy who has now lost the, the six, at this point here, the six straight bowl games, 
uh, mm-hmm. and has struggled to get get the big one, even despite two wins over Ohio State in the last two years, which for most Michigan fans, in a lot of years, that would be the only game that yeah. matters. The expectations, though, have gone to a different level now, and you just wonder, does it make sense for a guy who's never been at a singular place? I mean, longer than, what, it was three years at San Diego, four at Stanford, and uh, five at, in San Francisco with the 49ers. Has it just run its course in Michigan? Does it make sense for him given his coaching style to try to go on to the next thing. Well, I mean, that's a great point, Ben. I mean, I think, too, uh, the landscape of college football, because if he's frustrated with college football, it's about to change dramatically in the Big Ten uh, as they become, what, the Big 12? Because of SC and UCLA. Uh, And so... The big a a lot. (laughs) The big a lot. I mean... The big two dozen. And then the expansion of the college football playoff, too. So, you know, if you're Michigan, your talent pool is going to be diluted. You know, I think a lot of schools are going to find that out. Like, you know, Alabama, because think about it. Like, you know, when when everybody truly thought that you could get to the college football playoff outside of four teams, talent went everywhere. And now you got the transfer portal, so talent's starting to go everywhere again. Um, so you're going to see the, the middle-tier programs rise up. And that's going to be challenging to Michigan, you know. And, and the landscape of trying to recruit uh, and and you know, distinguish yourself in a way to where you're attractive to all these great athletes. Mm-hmm. They're going other places now. Uh, so maybe the path uh, to success for you now as a coach, uh, it could be in the National Football League if you're hardball. At least from the Denver Broncos' point of view. We looked at the, all the candidates last week, both you and I, as well as with Michael Lombardi. And you know, I did the show Wednesday with Michael. He looked at those candidates and he said, tell, tell me a leader. One, which of these guys are true leaders who aren't just play callers? And yeah. you looked at a lot of the candidates we came up with who were coordinators or, or guys at least with some experience and mm-hmm. you just felt like yeah, it wouldn't move the needle much if assuming Denver could not get Sean Payton which right. it would take a draft pick and, and a lot of moving parts given that his rights are still tied to New Orleans so wouldn't you think if there's at least a guy who has shown ability to turn around a program or franchise like that is the guy it makes sense right that the Broncos would want him so badly could a former quarterback help a quarterback like could Harbaugh help Russell Wilson can he fix him and, he, right. and Jim Harbaugh's not a, not a yes man. No, he's not. He's got an ego. Probably Nathaniel Hackett, right? Yeah, he's got an ego too. And so they would definitely have to work together. But um, uh, maybe you give Russell a chance. Maybe there's a respect level uh, to where Russell would listen to a guy like uh, Harbaugh. Interesting to see how that all yeah. plays out. At least for Pritch, his alma mater. You're set. Prime time in Boulder. Coach Prime. Pritch is good. He's good right. to go. All right, when we return, we will welcome in Matt Perino, Bill's beat reporter, really kind of give us some time here on what has been a chaotic last 24 hours or so. We'll have Matt join the show when we come back. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, betting splits and betting reports. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now and get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness. You can do that at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Really kind of Matt Perino to join the show right now as we welcome you back to the Lombardi line. I'm at a Bills beat reporter for Syracuse.com. Was there last night in Cincinnati. Remains in Cincinnati uh, here in the early afternoon on Tuesday after uh, DeMar Hamlin, who does remain in critical condition there at the UC Medical Center. Matt, appreciate you doing this. I know it's been, I'm sure, a whirlwind for all of you who were at the game last night covering things. Uh, what can you tell us about the latest uh, with you there still in Cincinnati? Yeah, it's just waiting for any update. And the latest comes, you know, a few minutes before we got on here and the Bills uh, confirming that Jamar Hamlin's still in critical condition. Um, he's being treated at uh, uh, UC Medical Center. I'm actually heading there uh, right now. Uh, it's been raining here uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, really downpour started last night and today. Um, it's just been it's been somber. It's been a you know 14, 15 hours filled with anxiety. Uh, obviously, watching what happened yesterday. You know, we're all so heavily involved invested in in the nfl football world when something like this happens i mean it really gives you pause about every everything in that world i mean i was covering the game back in week three when Tua Tagovailoa viola uh suffered that head injury and 
uh, kind of stumbled a little bit, left the game, came back into the game, and then a couple weeks later had the other one where his mm-hmm. kind of fingers were, were kind of going in different directions. And it just it gives you great pause. And the scene yesterday, you know, people keep asking me all day today, like, when did you realize how serious it was? And I'm telling everybody, it was immediate. The injury happened. He was down on the ground. And for long, people were, and by long, I mean five seconds, were waving the medical uh, personnel that were on the sidelines onto the field. Within less than a minute, saw a medical uh, professional. I'm not sure if it was an EMT or not. They had a walkie-talkie. And they were frantically, urgently, like screaming into the walkie-talkie to get more people out onto the field. And that, that kind of then merged into the player reaction that now has made out all it rounds on social media. You've seen the faces, the tears, Stefan Diggs pulling his Jersey up over his face. Uh, Josh Allen face covered in shock. Um, Kyrie Elam, the rookie cornerback who had to kind of turn away uh, in a, in a moment there, it was, it was so difficult to handle. And that was the biggest challenge, the, the, the unknown of it. And the longer it went on, the more serious of a tone that it took inside um, the stadium. So uh, just a, a very, very difficult 15 hours for our entire football sport community. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. And thank you for uh, that account right there. I mean, uh, because so many people are looking for the, the or want to understand the vivid nature of what happened, right? And, and you just adequately described that. And uh, I think everybody collectively our thoughts and prayers are with damar uh and and his family right and uh but we also have thoughts on the team themselves like do you do you know how many players are still in cincinnati or did everybody go back to buffalo as far as the team and and then uh what we saw from an emotional standpoint uh from the buffalo bills uh, you know we're wondering uh what's going to be needed uh, in addition to the information and updates on damar uh that's going to help this football team kind of uh, kind of come to grips and, and certainly deal and go through that process here. You know, it, this is just another piece of adversity in a long string now that really dates back. I want to talk to it started in week two of the season when they lost Micah Hyde, who in a lot of ways, I mean, he went out for the coin toss last night. Yeah. I don't know how much that guy means to this team. You know, he's still heavily involved. You know, he's out for the season and, you know, DeMar Hamlin took his spot. And part of the pain of all of this, for me, like I'm a journalist, I cover this team, I do it with, uh, without bias, but you, you, you do root for the players, the stories, the, the people, the humans. And DeMar Hamlin's just been one of the most impressive guys, six-round draft pick, who had to work and scratch and claw for everything. When he was drafted, I went back and listened to the audio from our call with him the night of the draft, so day three. You know, you're just kind of knocking out five-minute interviews with all the, you know, the mm-hmm. day three picks. And and he just was banging the table. He was like, I'll pass out water at half. I don't care what I have to do. I want to help this team win. That's just the, the person that he is. And he's selfless. And you just saw that impact. So you're right. Like, this is, to me, it just came out right before we started. And I'm just getting the alerts here. And I can't, I don't want to screw up my phone uh, video here by, by looking at it more. But it appears that the NFL has announced that the, teams will not play uh, this game this week, which is definitively the right call. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at Sunday, guys, at 1 o'clock against the Patriots, and it's going to have to require, you know, Sean McDermott's greatest coaching job yet to be able to get that thing to go off. Because what I saw on the field last night and in the, and in the bowels of that stadium, you know, a despondent Josh Allen hours after it happening, walking by the area where the media were kind of congregating, this is something that just, it's not going away. And we're now, we're, we're creeping up on, you know, 18 hours and 24 hours of the event. And the latest update is he's still in critical condition. So yeah. awful situation. Yeah. Again, the official update coming from the NFL. This was made uh, public five minutes ago. Uh, that you, I know you saw on your phone there. Appreciate you want not to mix, mess up your uh, Skype connection, but we'll read it here. I will flash it on the screen a moment ago. The NFL continues to be in regular contact with the medical team caring for DeMar Hamlin and also the Bills and Bengals organizations and the NFL Players Association. And after speaking with both teams and NFLPA leadership, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, he informed the clubs today that the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed this week. 
The NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date. The league has not made any changes to the Week 18 regular season schedule. We will continue to provide additional information that becomes available. So that's from five minutes ago, and that kind of leads me to the next thought where there's so much we don't know and there's really no answers to be mm-hmm. to be had. But given your proximity to the team, being around, I mean, do we even think that the Week 18 games, that's the conversation we were having earlier, do the Week 18 games even progress as normal given that time marches on, time, the clock doesn't stop, it's now almost 2 p.m. on the East Coast on a Tuesday where teams start to turn the page to the next week. Uh, what, what do you think based on, at least just from being around the team and seeing the emotions there on display, at least over the last uh, 20 hours? You know, I think we still, you know, the one big piece of this that I think is so important, whatever happens is that, you know, those updates that continue to roll in on DeMar, right? Like the, the better that situation gets, I think the, the more at ease it could put this situation at. And, you know, if, if that does take a, a bad turn um, in any way, it, you just you start to think about the mental health, the ability to cope with just the tragic nature of this situation. I mean, this is a 24-year-old young man in the prime of his life that um, was that needed an oxygen machine, needed his heart restarted, basically, uh, last night for the, the, the Bills statement overnight. So it is just... Uh, uh, going to be an ever-changing situation throughout the week i feel like the the story that we they have now is going to change in the next hour and you're going to keep seeing new stories pop up on social media because that's the the kind of story that this is and i think it's it's smart of the nfl to put this game on the back burner figure it out down the line if you even figure it out but now you know the, the attention does turn to sunday and we haven't talked to the bills yet we haven't talked to the bills after the game we talked to sean mcdermott after the game they got in the bus a couple hours afterward. They, they went to the plane. Uh, Mike, you asked about um, how many players are still in Cincinnati. I'm not sure there are any left. If, uh, maybe a few that have decided to remain, but uh, reports earlier today, or I think I believe the NFL said that they believe that most of the Bills had made it back mm-hmm. to Buffalo. So it's kind of just wait and see. Yeah, uh, Matt Perino again, Bills beat reporter at Syracuse.com, still there in Cincinnati. Matt, really appreciate the time with, uh, I know not, know a lot going on on your guys' end uh, there today, so we really appreciate it. We'll let you go here, and I know you're about to make your way over to the hospital, so thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. And again, in addition to that official statement, Mike, that came out again five minutes ago, similar statement from uh, Buffalo Bills also released an official statement. This about 10 minutes ago, DeMar Hamlin spent last night in the intensive care unit and remains there today in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, the bill saying we are grateful and thankful for the outpouring of support we have received thus far. You would expect more, uh, up, even if there's not, again, that doesn't really provide much of an update, still remains in critical condition, uh, but you would think the Bills are going to try to to try to give as many updates as they possibly can as we go forward. Uh, but And then you also get the, the decision makes a lot of sense, like we were talking about, that the game will not be resumed uh, at least this week. Yeah. And they're still, I'm sure, in that logistical figuring it out process there in the league office. Yeah, absolutely. From a competitive standpoint, they'll figure that out, uh, but uh, they're going to proceed with the, week 18 regular season schedule uh so collectively as the nfl players from all all teams uh you know they're going to have to proceed here uh but the bills uh, you know i think information any information on demar hamlin uh is going to help them uh with that process leading into week 18 absolutely it leads me to believe again if this if this was the first update we'll, we'll reinforce it on the other side as we wrap up the show but there's a likely and a potential that this could be just considered a no contest. We'll discuss what the implications would be of that. If that is the determination, again, we'll rehash the update that just came out about five minutes ago as Bill's Bengals officially postponed, at least for this week. That is all we know for now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As we wrap up the show today on the Lombardi line, again, thanks to Michael Lombardi for giving us the first half hour of the show. Normally his off day. Uh, thanks as well uh, to our last guest, Matt Perino, for stopping by amidst uh, a lot uh, going on there today in Cincinnati. Bill's beat reporter who has stayed in Cincinnati and is now on his way over to the uh, hospital looking for more uh, more information. The latest we can tell you on the status of DeMar Hamlin from about 20 minutes ago, the Buffalo Bills releasing their latest statement saying that uh, DeMar Hamlin spent last night in the intensive care unit, remains there today in critical condition at the UC Medical Center. Uh, they are, Bills are saying we're grateful and thankful for the outpouring of support that we have received thus far. It has been great to see, uh, Mike, the GoFundMe fundraiser for the mm-hmm. community toy drive. He started two years ago, had a goal of $2,500 donations last night, got up to $500,000 this morning, surpassing $3 million, uh, nearing $4 million right now. So uh, it has been great to see that as uh, the whole NFL sports community uh, rallying around what uh, was such a, a frightening situation last night uh, in Cincinnati. Again, we'll, we'll flash this up one more time. The Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive up to over $4 million now. Mm. That uh, was surpassed during our show, and that yep. is still up and, uh, and available to, to be taking donations if you are uh, so inclined to do that. The NFL statement that just came out, and this is where we can get into now to end the show, Mike. Again, we'll re- repeat it one more time if you missed it. As the NFL continues to be in regular contact with the medical team, this is the start of their statement here, uh, caring for DeMar Hamlin and also the Bills and Bengals organizations in the NFLPA. After speaking with both teams and NFLPA leadership, Commissioner Roger Goodell informed the clubs today that the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed this week. Again, that just happened, uh, that decision made about now 15 minutes ago. The NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date. The league has not made any changes to the Week 18 regular season schedule. That is the most significant piece of news coming out as of now, because given that we're at Tuesday, nearly 2 p.m. on the East Coast, what you talked about earlier, there was kind of two options we kind of felt were the most logical. You can mm-hmm. either push back everything a week, take this week off, potentially resume with a uh, Buffalo-Cincinnati Monday night game at its .73 in the first quarter and go from there and then get rid of the bye week in between conference championship and Super Bowl games. What appears to be in motion now is for this game to be ruled a no contest, mm. which, again, would make a lot of sense considering the timeline. We're at the end of the season. And again, while our, our main thoughts are still with DeMar Hamlin, that is what should be the main thought. Everything else is irrelevant for now. 
NFL also has to do their due diligence, right? They have to figure out how to keep the, as you said earlier, the competitive balance going as, as strongest as possible. Uh, so what, what do you make of this uh, decision here? At least for now, no changes to the week 18. Schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, all the options were on the table, whether it was to, to adjust the NFL schedule because the NFL calendar allows for some adjustments that way. Um, and then, uh, or proceed with a no contest situation. So, uh, you know, precedent out there being, you know, Michael Lombardi talked about the 9-11 and, you know, the week uh, before you resume or uh, even the 89 earthquake uh, between Oakland and, um, and San Francisco yeah. uh, as they proceeded after that too. So uh, if they go ahead with the week 18 like it's looking like, you know, the competitive balance is there. And I don't believe there's going to be griping in terms of, a no contest situation. You know, if anything, uh, if Buffalo proceeds and say they beat um, New England mm -hmm. uh, in Week 18, I mean, do they do they kind of relax things and give them a bye week too? That kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I think a lot of a lot impossible, of options impossible to speculate. Right? Yeah, a lot of options are on the table, but we'll see. As, as like Michael talked about again, time uh, and and the process uh, plays out here. So. Uh, yeah, proceeding with week 18, uh, you know, you're already seeing reports, uh, you know, in terms of teams preparing for that final game. Tampa Bay, they're going to play their starters and, and stuff like that, but you just don't know how long. But uh, again, the, the vivid nature of what just happened last night, though, um, that, that timeline um, and, and certainly for players moving forward, uh, wow, they're, they're going to have to get over that uh, and get through that process uh, rather quickly. Uh, right, uh, if you're looking at a Week 18 schedule uh, yeah. resuming this weekend, and again, that that's not a definitive final statement or word. That's just as of right now. Here at uh, just shy of 2 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, that the league not making any changes to the Week 18 regular season schedule. A lot of this, I would think, Mike, going forward, it's going to depend on the status of Demar Hamlin as he remains in critical condition right now and uh, and sedated. But as we heard from Dr. Fred Fight, who was on Follow the Money earlier this morning. Uh, you know, from talking to my own parents who are both uh, longtime ER doctors, they've given what happened, there should be a lot of positivity as far as his ability to make a recovery, uh, given uh, his status as a young, otherwise healthy 24-year-old. So that will, I would think, determine a lot of what happens here down the stretch. But uh, the no contest possibility, there are implications there, yeah. certainly, Mike, but yeah. it's, it's... It's minor? It's minor, right. Okay. If we look at, I mean, basically what would happen if it mm. is deemed a no contest, Kansas City would be in a position to win the game Saturday against the Raiders, that would give them the number one seed. Okay. Buffalo would still need to win to hold on to the two seed. Mm -hmm. And Cincinnati could only move as high as the two seed with a win and a Buffalo loss. That's pretty much what would happen. Cincinnati would uh, be guaranteed to win the AFC North. That's what would happen if this was deemed a no contest. Right. And I, look, is, there's no good way around this because it's just an awful situation that happened on the field. But while these do make it a, you know, a suboptimal overall situation as far as the week 18 games and what matters it's it's as probably good as you're going to do right if, if you think about that as opposed to trying to force the bills and bengals to try to get that game in at some point which seems less and less likely as, as the hours continue yeah i mean I, I guess the only way to do that would be to push everything back a week and you know you get rid of the bye weeks uh certainly uh, as you lead into the super bowl um but then you're talking about you know the travel too for buffalo and They've already been through a lot. Uh, you know, you're going to have them come right back uh, a week later or whatever right there on that field too. And um, from a mental aspect, I mean, you wonder what that would do. Like again, again, there's so much on the table, so many things up for discussion here. Uh, but the statement from the NFL, though, Ben, uh, talking about, uh, you know, we're going to proceed with week 18. Uh, in essence, you know, they're, they're trying to, begin the process for the, for the yeah. timeline uh, to, to go back to uh, where the league was before last night. And I think that's the hard part because I think yeah. for all of us, you know, and Michael Lombardi said it to start the show, we, we just need time. Mm -hmm. And everybody, the teams, the players, everybody involved in, in any of the 32 organizations, you would love to take two days and just reflect. Yeah. And you know, for the players, being available to speak with as many uh, therapists as, as, as many players want to speak, that would be ideal. The unfortunate reality is we, we just time doesn't stand still like that. And the NFL has to prepare now. So with this latest statement coming out with, again, no Bills Bengals game this week, they have not made a decision on if that will be remade up at some point. Week 18 for now set to resume as normal. Mm -hmm. 
probably amidst the you know amidst a number of less than 100% best case scenarios this is probably the best you could do and ultimately go with a no contest and just go into week 18 that way. Yeah, yes, I mean a, a lot to be determined in that regard and you're right. I mean, uh, but you know, it's I said earlier in the show about how we're not robots, right? And you know, but but we are engineered as professional athletes to uh to move forward, right? Um uh, through through anything, I mean, overcoming adversity or whatever, you know, I, I, I don't want to minimize this that way, um, but that's what the league is asking the players to do for, by proceeding with week 18, you know, and um, I, I, I think there's going to be some people conflicting with that, to be honest with you. Impossible um, not to, right? Sure, yeah, it's impossible not to, but um, again, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the nature of, this league though uh and and the business at hand too uh as as we all like to return to to what's normal or what we think is normal right i think that as we wrap up the show at least today the thing that uh, probably doesn't get enough uh, respect or uh, made enough of is the fact that the fans in cincinnati i mean mm. they hand that handle mm. that the way they did not a single person left their seats yeah. everybody was incredibly respectful and and realized pretty quickly the severity of the situation I mean, when you played in the early 90s, like it was a cutthroat business. No, nobody really cared about the health of the athletes. It's, yeah. That's obviously gotten better. That's, I think, the yeah. bright thing. Even though it's still a business, it's still cutthroat. Uh, at least three decades later, we can say that, that we, we did see a very bright piece of humanity in some respects. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was, uh, that was a bright moment uh, for, for everybody, you know, uh, as people. Uh, that was awesome to see that. Um, and the outpouring uh, is still coming in, too. Like, yeah. just during the show... Um, you know, Damar Hamlin and his foundation has seen an influx of money. So. Well, a tough show for us and for anybody to do today. Glad to be with you for it. You too, Ben. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, thanks to Michael Lombardi for giving us some time uh, as well. When we uh, come back tomorrow, Michael will be with us on the show as we say so long on the Lombardi line. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw have the latest updates for you next on Beeson on Big Bass. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.